Science publications are typically written by scientists and for scientists. Yet the audience for science is far wider, especially any reporting on medical breakthroughs in treatments of serious diseases. While plain language summaries of articles and abstracts are increasingly available, the story is more complicated than plain. Welcome to CCC's podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Velocity of Content. In June, ISO, the International Organization for Standardization, based in Geneva, issued principles and guidelines for plain language. Dr. Catherine Richards-Golini, a healthcare publications editor at Cargar Publishers, advises that creating effective plain language summaries requires looking beyond the language. She says that editors and scientists should have an understanding of health literacy in the general population and an appreciation of patient preferences. Dr. Richards Golini joins me now from London. Welcome to the program, Dr. Richards Golini. Thank you very much, Chris, and thank you for having me on the program. The subject of plain language summaries is an important one for everyone in science and outside of the profession. A graph of plain language summaries available on PubMed Central shows them emerging just less than a decade ago. What are plain language summaries and what's it like to write them? Well, let's define a plain language summary first, um, with PLS for short. I'll probably refer to it as a PLS in this program. It's a condensed version, um, sometimes as short as two, two sentences, and that's not advisable. A condensed version of complex scientific or, or technical or medical information. And it's presented in a clear the aim is to present it in a clear and understandable way so people outside of that discipline or industry can understand it. They can look like a short paragraph, 200 words is, is quite typical actually in a journal, 200 or 250 words, but they are increasingly looking like infographics. Um, sometimes they can be eight or, or 10 pages long. Uh, I've seen video, PLS, animated, interactive, so... Pretty much anything goes, I think, at the moment with, with the format of a PLS. Really, the concept of plain language has been around a long time, as, as you know. And, and it, I think it first kicked off in the States in the early 70s as a kind of kickback against the gobbledygook of, of government um, bureaucratic communication. And this was swiftly followed by, by the legal profession who said, yes, we, we've got to simplify this. Nobody can understand anything we're saying. And... By the end of the 70s, the plain language campaign in England began and off, off, off it went. And the graph in PubMed is interesting, though, because what that shows us, it's, it's, it's a snapshot, but it's showing us how many PLS or, or papers with the word PLS in the title or plain language summary in the title have appeared in journals. And, and this is what we're seeing. More people are writing them. They're, they're getting published. Um, it doesn't mean, though, that we can find them easily. Um, there must be an awful lot of PLS that aren't appearing in, in, in PubMed, um, uh, in the PubMed data, if you like. Uh, there's no central repository for them. So that's something that's a real issue, uh, something that we need to be working on to make it much more accessible for people to find them much easier. So as a healthcare communicator, what's it like to work on writing, crafting a PLS? Well, it all depends on the kind I'm working on, I think. And and I think the fairly straightforward text only 200 word 
is is it, it's fairly straightforward to do. I, I've been working with language for the best part of thirty years. Um, my my doctorate studies were in clinical patient communication, so I have a heightened degree of sensitivity to appropriate language. Where it gets more complex, I think, is when we're we're, we're looking at producing uh, eight or ten pages of infographics, because then I'm working with an illustrator, um, the person who's doing the infographics. Explain what you mean that plain language summaries in healthcare go beyond language. Uh, what other considerations go into developing a compelling PLS? Well, plain language summaries, um, in common with healthcare materials in, in, in general, is about health literacy. And the ultimate aim is to support health literacy. So we're not talking about literacy here. Literacy is about reading and writing. We're talking about health literacy, which is about many, many different things. There's a multifactorial concept. You can actually have a very good literacy and still be have low health literacy. So they're, they're not particularly related. So health literacy is about our ability to understand healthcare information, to evaluate it. Is it reliable? Is it is it trustworthy? That's a big thing at the moment, of course. Health literacy is about being able to communicate effectively with healthcare providers, asking the right questions, understanding the responses we get back expressing concern or worry, um, this, this kind of thing, and to express our preferences. And I think health literacy is also about being able to act on the information that we're given or that we read or that we hear to make informed decisions about our healthcare and the healthcare of the people that we're responsible for, our loved ones, our children, etc. I think the fact is that plain language summaries and, and healthcare materials have one aim, and that is to improve the health literacy of the people reading them so they can take a take a, a central role in, 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 in their own health care. They can manage their own health care and the people around them. So that's the plain language version of what I've just said. <laughs> An area where plain language summaries can certainly impact health care is in the patient health care provider relationship. What have you heard about each side's views of the effectiveness and the impact of PLSs? There aren't as many studies as you might think when it comes to, to um, effectiveness, preferences, etc. But what we have got are some studies uh, where patients show um, that they like plain language summaries. Uh, patients are already accessing research papers and journals and, and, and complex pieces of text. Some of them may be struggling to understand what they're reading, but the drive and the motivation to read is there. The drive for that information is there. I've seen a number of studies or a handful of studies where the figure quoted is about 50% of patients surveyed say, yes, they're accessing research online. And yes, plain language summaries are great because it means I can now understand what I, 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 I want to read. I think with regards to healthcare professionals, it's, again, interesting picture. Um, I'm aware of a paper from about 2018, so we are going back a bit now, where around 90 neurologists were surveyed about plain language summaries, and about half of them said they found them useful. Half of them said, well, just under half, they were neutral, they had no opinion, they were indifferent to them, and around 8% said they were not useful at all. <laughs> Well, things have changed, and I would be interested to see a similar study now, because I think 
there is evidence that HCPs who are positive about PLS are all saying the same thing. They're saying, yeah, this, this can speed up communication. This can help me communicate with my patients. And I can actually give this to my patient. I can print it off and my patient can go away, even if they've, they've never even heard of PLS. I can help my patient understand what it is that I've said to them uh, face to face. It's a support. It's a scaffold, isn't it? A very interesting study published in May in the JAMA Internal Medicine Journal concluded that when responding to patient questions, AI-based chatbots gave answers that were more detailed and more empathetic than did physicians. Do you expect publishers will begin to use ChatGPT and generative AI chatbots to create these plain language summaries? And do you welcome that development? Um, yes and no. <laughs> I, I know that study that you're referring to, Chris, and I love it. I just love it. I, I think it tells us a couple of things. Firstly, that artificial intelligence is way more capable than some of us would care to admit. It terrifies me and fascinates me in equal measure. It tells me that artificial intelligence has learned very quickly what empathy is and, and how to demonstrate empathy. And it tells me that we can use whatever it is that AI has learned to help these physicians who are still struggling to sound empathetic with their patients. So chatbots are great. I mean, it works on a corpus of, of what you've given it. You tell it what, it, what it's, it needs to look at, and that's all the data that you want it to look at. And it doesn't go outside that. Um, so great for answering those questions that perhaps your, your, your medical studio doesn't, you know, finds they're overwhelmed with, et cetera, et cetera. There are an awful lot of patients who are involved now in writing PLS because they are great reviewers. They are the people that need to look at it and say this works, this doesn't work. In terms of uh, basic simplifying language, yes, of course, artificial intelligence can do that. Um, making it look great. Um, reviewing it as a patient would. Hopefully it can't, it can't do that yet, and I'll be retired before it can. <laughs> Dr. Catherine Richards-Gallini, a healthcare publications editor with Cargo Publishers, thank you very much for speaking with me today about the latest developments in plain language summaries for healthcare information. Thank you, Chris. It's been a pleasure. That's all for now. Our producer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. You can subscribe to the program wherever you go for podcasts, and please do follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. You can also find Velocity of Content on YouTube as part of the CCC channel. I'm Christopher Keneally. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.